Hello? Aaron Evans from Dawn of the Buffalo, and you're listening to Community Radio, WMNF Tampa. Here comes the sun, here comes the sun, I say it's all right. Hello, uh, I am Annie Ellis, and you're listening to Sustainable Living Show. Welcome. It's on WMNF, uh, Tampa 88.5, and this is uh, every Monday at 11. We bring you a conversation with local experts on sustainable issues. Today, we're talking with Diane Danielle, uh, Vacation Donations founder, about managing waste in the short-term rental market. The host today is myself. Annie Ellis, because Kenny Coogan is still in Japan, and he will be for a few weeks. I can't wait to hear his stories about what he sees over there. So stay tuned today as we promote a balance of people, profit, and planet. And I wanted to mention uh, something I was remiss on my last, it was either the last show or the show before, I can't remember. It was right after Heat Wave. And uh, during the Heat Wave, uh, when I drove up to Heat Wave, I parked uh, in the big parking garage that was, you know, layers and stayed, I think it was just about on the top layer. And I pulled in and there was uh, three couples that were tailgating. And I thought that was fantastic. They were eating and drinking and hanging out, uh, looking, you know, just having the best time while they were waiting to go to Heat Wave. And so I got out and talked with them for a while and hung out with them. And I just, they were delightful. And so I just wanted to acknowledge it because uh, one guy there said he listens to this show every week, every Monday he listens to this show. And I said, well, what's your name so I can call you? He says, I'll let you know whenever I call in. So I just wanted to let you know that I really enjoyed meeting you guys and how fun it is and what great um, uh, people that we have out there that listen to WMNF. They are just the best. I just love it. And I kept seeing them in the heat wave, too, the whole time. We were running all over the place in all these different stages. It was, it was a great time. So um, I guess really the what we need to go on into is straight away. Let's uh, let's talk to Diane. Welcome, Diane, for being on the show. I really appreciate you being here. Thank you, Annie. Super happy to be here. Yay! She's up uh, on Zoom, so we can't. I can't see her here, but she's and but she is getting ready to go to her second home in the Netherlands. So there's just very little time to do anything. Correct. Correct, but I can see you on Zoom, so that's fun. Oh, you can from the camera can, that we have. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. great! I wave to you. Yeah. Yay. Hello. Yeah, and next time I'm going to so. bring my computer in, my laptop, so I can see people. Because there you go. Yes, it's on the other side. Uh, we're on Bill's screen because he's doing the sound work for us, and I can't see it. So. So one thing I just want to mention before we get into my thing is yes. that um, I was living in Tampa when MNF started. And I remember when people were going door to door to yes. raise money to start the station. Yes. So I've had a long history with MNF. That was in the and 70s, went to, wasn't went to it? college with Flea, as you know. Yes. So, 
Yeah, it was the late 70s, early 80s. So oh, maybe okay. late 70s. But yeah, it's been a while. That's so. fantastic. I didn't live here then. I lived in Memphis, Tennessee. And I was so bummed out that we were going to move to Tampa because I love my community radio station there. Uh-huh. And then we moved here and I found WMNF. And it was like, oh, I'm home. Phew. It was so good. <laughs> and that was in, uh, when was that? That was in eight, it was like 19... 19- 90 I guess or mm-hmm. something like that. Anyway, so uh yeah, it was it was great. No, maybe it was earlier than that, but but nonetheless, it was uh I was thrilled to find them. Yeah, Lee just came or uh Flea just came in here a minute ago and said don't be hard on you. <laughs> and I, I can take it. I've been around. No worries. He's I've been a, a long-time journalist, so yes. I can give it and I can take it. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Being grilled is kind of fun. Sometimes it brings up stuff that you didn't know you were going to talk about. <laughs> when you're doing good things, it's fine to be grilled. Absolutely. Exactly. That is the truth, Diane. <laughs> and that's it. And it, y'all, that's exactly why Diane's on here. Because she wrote me an email, and it was uh, about what she's doing. It's called Vacation Donations. And uh, when I read more about what it was, I was totally sold on it because it's an incredible waste and it's such a great idea to uh, reduce use and recycle uh, everything that we we have, which is right up my alley. So, so number one question, what is vacation donations and can you explain your mission and how the nonprofit works, please? Yes. So vacationdonations.org is... Um, a a resource to help reduce waste in the vacation rental market. So when you go on vacation and you stay in a vacation rental, which usually has cooking facilities, you buy food. You often buy, like, let's say it's at the beach, beach toys, maybe books, Mm -hmm. um, stuff. Right. But also just a lot of food. And, and the condiments, which you never use them all, right? And the condiments. Yeah. I mean, that that's kind of a problem. But yeah. um, there's inherently going to be some waste. Sure. Um, I mean, there are ways to have zero waste, but let's just, let's get real first. Um so my um, my nonprofit, I'm in the in the process of doing a 501c3, is um, to incur to be a resource for people to encourage people. I have a lot of different ways I do this, but in brief, I have two missions. So I have been connected with Indian Rocks Beach for several decades. Beautiful place. It is a lovely place. Um, it is um, has a lot of vacation rentals yes. now. And, and I actually, as you mentioned, I do um, live part-time in the Netherlands. My wife is Dutch, that's why I do that. Mm-hmm. And um, I, we rent our place out when we're not here. And so I've seen the kind of things people leave, and that's really how it got started. But I'll get into that later. But basically, so I am working with IRB specifically. That's what we call Indian Rocks Beach, IRB. Okay. It's um, between Clearwater and St. Pete, for people who don't know. Um, we have about... 3,600 residents and a thousand give or take short-term rentals. Yeah. So um, I am slowly working in my little town to give people resources. So my website gives resources on how, how to donate a lot of things. 
I am not the one picking up and delivering. I am trying to make it as easy as possible for people. Right. Most You're the connector, reason. right? I'm the connector. Yeah. Oh, that's a good word. Thank you, Annie. I'm going to write that down. Okay. Um, most of these uh, places are within a mile or two, if not a few blocks of where you're staying. Now, do I expect all vacationers to donate? No, I do not. So that's where the property managers and the owners come in um, in conjunction with cleaners. So on that part of my vacation donations is Indian Rocks Beach. The other part of the mission is to spread the word on this, um, this idea, this awareness beyond IRB uh, as far as that can go, whether it's Pinellas County, Tampa Bay area, Florida, the country. Yeah. I mean, it has to start one way, right? Starts starts in one small section and then grows. And I guess too, you can work the, uh, the bugs out, you know, all the, the details, the, the learning curves can happen in your smaller beginning than as you reach out. Yeah. It's funny how, you know, how in everything in the world, you do a little bit and you learn so much about just the thing in general and people's habits and right. what people are willing to do and what they're not. And you can scale that. Yeah. Um, so it's been super helpful to be here, of course, be here during high tourist season. And um, so, yeah, that's Oh, that's yeah, because you were there. Donations. You were there in the winter, which is when everybody comes to Florida. Yeah, I came in November and I'm usually gone by now, but in this case, I'm leaving in a few weeks. So I've been, I'm always here now during high season because that's when the weather's nice. That's yes, when I want to be here myself. Exactly. So. And just by the way, y'all, I, I moved around like three different uh, people we had booked <laughs> to, to get uh, Diane on here. I, I did you. some uh, juggling and it was great because everybody was super nice about it. You know, and that's it's funny because, you know, people are going to be on WMNF for just nice people anyway, I guess. But well, then, I'm especially happy to be here in the spring before the summer. Yes. Because a lot of people travel in the summer. And really a lot of what I'm um, spreading the word about, raising awareness about, you can apply these things everywhere you go. Right. It's not just beach vacations either. And it's mountains and anything. And it's not just to deal with somebody, you know, hooking you up to do that thing. It makes you think as a traveler, what can I do better to not exactly. create a problem? You know, right. because exactly. if you just like it when you presented this to me, I was like, I don't you know, I didn't realize that was, I mean, I did realize it was a thing as soon as you said it, right? But I mm-hmm. didn't even think about it uh, as being something that could be resolved. So, you know, what I, I've had, we have questions here. So I'm going to roll with some of the questions because I think we could just talk <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> so, what inspired you? What is your background? And how do these things inter, uh, intersect in this? So um, a couple things inspired me. Five or seven years ago, I read a snippet of an article about a coastal community in North Carolina that has an army of volunteers and they take food from vacation rentals. They're, they only okay. are working in the summer because that's when the vacation season is. And they actually have a tent outside and pretty much everyone who goes on and off these barrier islands has to roll by the tent. Oh, that's brilliant. They would just drop things off. Yeah, that's brilliant. Brilliant. Cool. Exactly. Um, Maybe I want to write about them someday because by by day I'm um, 
I'm a freelance journalist. I've worked at a bunch of Florida papers. Uh, I used to be on staff at the Trib and the St. Pete Times, the Lakeland Ledger, oh, yeah. Echo, et cetera. Yeah. So um, I've, I've done a lot of uh, travel writing because uh, about 22 years ago, I left my last staff job in Boston and I started freelancing. And so then I had the opportunity to to have, you know, do my own schedule. So I did a lot of travel writing and I've always been a bit of a sort of travel industry geek. Uh Like I love the industry itself. I love learning about it. I find it a really interesting, um, important industry that is often overlooked and not taken seriously, including the waste that it creates is ridiculous. Uh So that's always sustainable travel has always been an interest of mine. Well, what do you... Hmm. I was just going to ask you, have you noticed the difference or what is the difference between the U.S. and, um, uh, you know, uh, other areas? Um, I would say that it's pretty bad worldwide. I mean, the cruise industry is just taking off, you know, COVID put a little halt on it and everyone said it was going to come back greener and leaner and it really has not. So I would say, I'm sure some people would say, but look at what so-and-so is doing. But in general, it's Travel is just very wasteful. The cruise and, industry. You just said the cruise industry. Yeah, so so yeah. you're even taking on cruise ships? Well, no, but I'm just saying in general, you asked me about travel. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I would say that no, it is not it is not really. Right. There's a lot of problems wherever you live. I would say that in the Netherlands specifically, which is the only country that I'm, you know, really well versed on, there are a lot more laws about recycling, repurposing, et cetera. But in general, I would say the mindset is better than in the U.S., but it's also the a country the size of Maryland. So, I mean, you can't really, it's it's kind of silly to compare the two. Okay. Um, yeah. So, um, a lot easier to it, manage a small area than it is for exactly, large. Exactly. Yeah. And it's a lot easier to have a more homogenous society, not that it's truly homogenous, but yeah, exactly. And so, you know, so with this with this interest in travel, with doing the rentals of my own house, uh-huh. um, and then what happened is two years ago, I came back. Um, I'm always in a daze for like a week, and there's sure. you know, been strangers staying in my house, and it freaks me out. Time so travel, I too. That. I mean, you know, the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's just, it's just, I'm cranky for a week. Sure. And so um, people had left just all sorts of things in the cupboards, and... Um, a lot of stuff in the, we have a garage, a lot of beach toys and plastic things. Yeah, and, plastic. And fishing rods, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And I almost threw it all away. Oh. I gathered it all and I went out to the trash can. And then I said, what? A light bulb doing? went off. Yeah. Well, it's like, how can you possibly right. do this? Because that's not what, someone who, you like, don't I'm think very, that way. Yeah. No, that's not I your don't. way. Yeah. But it's that whole thing about convenience. The right. easiest way for me to get out of this situation sure. is to toss it all. So I realized there was a lot in Indian Rocks, even though I'd been associated with it and owned property here for a long time, that I didn't know. Like, I knew we had a food pantry, which is really awesome, you know, that we have our own food pantry. It serves not only the beach, but the nearby communities. Um, I didn't realize they have a bin that you can leave non-perishables. Oh, can non- you put... Non-perish- 24-7. So you, you can need- you put can you put uh, fishing rods and beach stuff? No, and, no, well, that's no, what no, I was just thinking. Put, Wouldn't that be awesome put, um, if they had like a no, barrel? No, that's not their mission. Yeah, no, but, but it would be nice if there was like just... It would be nice. Yeah. But, you know, then people could just borrow up. it. 
Yeah, I mean, there are there are libraries for borrowing things out in the world. It's called the Library of Things, but let someone else do that. Uh, <laughs> okay, but I think that's a good point. So, yeah, that's a good, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so maybe, um, so somebody but, maybe, wait, well, I'm going to stop you. So yeah. if somebody may be out there that wants to uh, take that on, I think that's a great idea. And I want to interrupt also because I need to let people know uh, that you're listening to the Sustainable Living Show on WMNF uh, Tampa 88.5. Today's guest is Diane Danielle, uh, Vacation Donations founder about managing waste in the short-term rental market. And if you want to be part of this conversation, give us a call at 813-239-9663. That's 813-239-9663. Or send us an email at dj at wmnf.org and we will read it on the air. So now you can go ahead, Diane. Didn't okay. mean to interrupt, but you know, we no, got it. No, please. We're do, in it. Feel free. Yeah. Um, I, if people are interested in something like that, look up Library of Things. I love and it. It's a great concept. Okay. So, um, at our pantry, we they only take they take unopened non-perishables. But if you go when they're actually open, which is very limited hours, they'll take your unopened perishables. Okay. But what I didn't realize is they have a bin with a lid 24/7. You can leave your unopened non-perishables. Like let's say you think you know got a bag of pasta, whatever cans of things. So that was great and convenient. And then I found out that I knew we had. Um, we have some little take a book, leave a book places at the beach, right on the beach accesses. But we also have six bins for take a toy, leave a toy. I love it. Yeah. And so, and then there's various thrift shops. There's one on the beach. There's some nearby. And then I also realized, because this has happened to me, where I've had perfectly good towels that had a little nick or a run or a stain right. that you can't use in a vacation rental. Right. So I started giving those to vets, and then I remembered, oh, yeah, animal shelters. So I put all this information under one URL, vacationdonations.org. Okay, so yeah. let me stop you. Yeah. So uh, well, that's just what I was thinking about was uh, if people walked in to a place that had a page there that said, you know, don't buy your, your beach toys, go to this and, and hook yourself up so you don't have to keep spending money like that. If they just had a list right there, then they would be able to do that. So you're saying that that list is in, in your uh, website, which is the Vacation Donations, but Vacation, <laughs> easy for me to say, Vacation Donations, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, work. Yes. Okay. So if everybody had a thing that just said, these are the things that you can get here or you can reuse or not buy and then put yours on there, they would be able to do that. I mean, if every single place did that, they would, they would waste yeah, a lot so, less money. So, so, um, I'll just say this now it's, it's kind of for later when people understand it more, but but so one of the things my website has the capacity to do is, um, and I'm trying to get someone in Gulfport to do this right now. Um, I have a tab for other locations. And right now the other locations just says, this could be you. So what I would love to do, and this could be anywhere really in the world, is just do a one pager yes. of where you can donate things and also pick up if there is a pickup, but really it's more about donations, where you can donate things in your community to make it easy for you. 
So then, for instance, there could be vacationdonations.org slash Gulfport. Why? You give me a one-pager. I upload it to my site. I can even make people their own fridge magnets with a QR code that yes. connects to that URL. Yeah, so, so it's a slash, slash yep. wherever they are. Kind exactly. Of a thing. Got it. And I can do a QR code just for them and make fridge magnets. Oh, that's so great. Them. So that people would just yeah. have to put their phone on it and it would yeah. open up everything for them. Oh, yeah. I love that. That's such a yeah. great idea. I yeah. really, that's kind of phase two. I really want to start doing that in some nearby places. For mm-hmm. instance, Sand Key, which is very close to me next to, it's just south of Clearwater Beach, has a ton of high-rise condos. Oh, and many sure. of them have some kind of vacation rentals. And, in fact, one wonderful thing, and this is another thing I'm trying to get, sort of spread the word about, in one of these, they have 155 rental units. And um, some women, after hearing about me, took it upon themselves, which is what I want people to do because right. I can't run around doing it for them. Um, they put a basket in their lobby. I made a sign. We made a sign together. So it has my logo on it. And then it has some information about them that they put on it. And they will be collecting non-perishable food in their own lobby. And they will be responsible. That's fantastic. So they like the idea so much. They're actually doing something to help. Exactly. I love that. It's the kind of thing that, that it's something you might've certainly thought of yourself, but maybe you didn't. And then you're thinking, of course I can do that. That is so easy. Yes. You know, you need is a basket, a sign and someone to take it to the pantry every so often. Right. And you know, it's, and this is the way I think, you know, and I did Mm -hmm. not think of that. So uh, that just blows my mind uh, because it is such a simple idea, but it is going to make such an impact on uh, the waste that is going on. I mean, just a huge difference. And well, I was, it will if people if people do things. Well, yeah, I was it's up to them. I was wondering about the food waste. You know, mm-hmm. as far as. Is that something that can be donated to, um, um, like, homeless shelters or, you know, places that they keep people in and then they provide meals for, that they make meals? Because then that would be perishable food. Uh, is that something that can be done or um, is that just well, my fantasy? <laughs> mo- no, most pantries will take unopened perishable food if they're if the if you go when the pantry's open, obviously they don't have refrigerators outside for you to leave food, at least not the ones around here. Right. Um, home, most shelters and pantries and food banks, they don't just, you know, unless they have a regular uh, way of doing it, you can't just drop food off. There's a lot of different issues, safety yeah. and preservation and all that. But there are, pantries will take perishable food and things like eggs that are, you know, each egg has its own little protection. You can take an unopened, I mean, sorry, you can take an open carton of eggs. Or like bananas or apples or exactly. things like that. Or even craft singles because they're each wrapped. Oh, you know, right. Like you couldn't, so you couldn't took, bring cheese that had been cut and, uh, so and sealed over. What I did, um, what you, I've done two times, and uh, I will keep doing this during high season, uh-huh. is I did one food drive just to see how it went. 
just at one condo. Right. It's not what I'm going to be doing all the time because it was uh, a test. I really want people to do their own, but I, but I wanted to see how it was. Right. And I was there, it was in March. It was a Saturday, which is when many people, but not all check out. I was there from uh, eight to 10 AM or eight thirty to 10 30, you know, checkout time. So you were in parked in the lobby, basically. I, yeah, I positioned okay. myself between the elevators in the parking lot. So they okay. really could not escape me. <laughs> and I had a big sign. Had a little trip line. <laughs> uh-huh. I ambushed. I mean, I approached them and, um, I got from 12 groups of people, 35 bags of food. That's amazing. It's yeah. amazing, right? It this is food that they would have thrown away or yeah. they would have left for the cleaner, which we'll talk about in a minute. Right. That was is on my um, question list. Yeah. I had already arranged with a pantry um, to uh, to take the perishables so they knew that I was going to be So the you, they were prepared so it was easy to yeah. be able to yeah. move perishable mm-hmm. foods exactly. over. So, so if, this was us. If mm-hmm. some place had like... Uh, you know, a big place that you went to, like a, what was it, a hundred people, hundred uh, um, units there that you were. Yeah. That you were mm-hmm. Okay, so if somebody had a, a designated person, you know, uh, set up for being able to sit there on Saturday and and pre-figure being able to bring that to those places, that would if just it's be prefigured. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, it, it would, would totally be, have to be prefigured. Yes. And, you know, it's doable is the point. It's doable. It's totally doable. It is totally doable. But here's the thing, Annie, that blew my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing that blew my mind. Okay. 35 bags of food in two hours at one random place. Right. 35 bags. County. Yeah. Imagine how much food was thrown away on the beaches that day. That's right. Right. It boggles my mind. That's right. And, so and, just, and, you know, and that's the thing. It's like people do, you know, all of this stuff that we're talking about takes a little bit of an effort. It's not nearly like you were saying, oh, I put all that stuff and I was going to throw it in the trash. And then you realize, wait a minute, I can do better than this. Right. You know, exactly. I can do better yeah. than this. And so I think to me, that's the, the, the deal is that if we, you know, all look inside and because people say, oh, what does one person make a difference? Well, it makes a difference. We had 35 bags. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, so, if so you, let's, let's talk about cleaners. Yeah. Let's well, that's on my list. But, you know, we're only at yeah. 1130. <laughs> I think we got plenty of time. People, some people right now are thinking, can I leave it for the cleaners? Well, okay. So I want to address that. You have I a feeling that, that that's what they're thinking. Go ahead. Um, if we, yeah, it because says, I hear it. Yeah, so, I hear it all so the time. you hear that they people leave it for the cleaners and they think that's a good thing because they're like gifting them something. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So sometimes that can be good. But what I would say about that is only if you know the cleaner wants the food and is going to do something with it. When I did that food drive, okay, I got five bags of food from one of the cleaners in that place. Because she cleaned they, five, she cleaned five places. No, so, she cleaned one. Place. One place that had five bags. Yes, oh my heck gosh! Yes. People order things online before they start their vacation, and they have oh it delivered from Walmart to their rental. Ugh, Walmart. Yes. Ugh. yes. So, um, That's what happens? So imagine that you're cleaning four places a day, and you're cleaning in Florida, and you're driving around, and the inside of your car is 200 degrees. Right. 
I get like, it. Unless you have a really big cooler with a lot of ice and then three extra refrigerators at home and maybe you're opening a convenience store. Right. Do you want or need all that food? Exactly. No. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, they may be going to another place to clean more. Uh, you know, it's not, oh, totally. it's not yeah. what they can put in their repertoire of uh, another thing to do. They get paid a certain yeah. amount of money to do this deal. It's a lot of work. It's hard work. And they yeah. don't need to add that on to their level. So there needs to be the go between, uh, between them and the cleaners because you're not tipping them, you're burdening them. Thank you. Oh, I like that. I'm going to write that down too. All right. I'm Thank giving you. you all kinds of ideas. This is great. All free. Yeah. Appreciate it. <laughs> <I think> so. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what are the property managers and what are, can owners do to help with this? You know, if they're, they're leaving it, basically people are leaving it for the cleaners. If they're, if they go a step up for property managers and owners, what can they do to help with the recycling, reuse and food donations? What can they do? Yeah, I would say that Individual owners who are local, of which I think they're in the minority these days, are yeah, more invested and have more time because they're right there. Yeah. And they might even live on site. It's a possibility. Yeah, very rarely, rarely yeah. these days, I would say. But I I will definitely say that the property management companies, whoa, I'm having a hard time getting to them. Yeah, they just they block not, you. They, well, they're just not particularly. You know, you know what? It's to work me, for them. Well, I know yeah. it's another piece. It's just the same thing with the yeah. cleaners. You're adding another exactly. layer, but. To me, if you promoted this as, uh, you know, being green, that could be a real bonus uh, for people uh, and people that are going to go someplace. For me, it would be anyway. And I know I'm not alone. Uh, yeah, you know, no, you're not. It's, it's, one of the, it's one of the sort of ways of coming at this that I'm working on yeah. along with trying to work. You know, I've only, I launched three months ago, so I have to remember that it's going to take new. time. Right. But um, travelers, if travelers start requesting it, like I want to see your plan for donation, then that will also uh, force the market to, to do it. I will say though, sustainable, everyone says that they want sustainable travel travelers and they say they'll pay extra, but, but it doesn't always bear out in the statistics that they will pay extra. So, um, you know, like I think one of the things that that property managers could do would be just to uh, pay the cleaner if the cleaner is willing to include that service in their uh, in their work, the donations, just pay them extra to do it. Um, That's one way of doing it. But but like you say, it does. I'm not sure what a benefit it is for the property managers. You would think that it would be. But in the end, is that really, you know, travel is so many, so much of economy is about sort of the, the average person, right? And um, not everyone wants to stand out as a sustainable company anyway. So it, it, I think it's going to take a lot of effort. Um, but, but the thing is, what I'm trying to get them to do, and now I have not had a lot of conversations yet, but I just feel that, let's just put it this way, no property manager has come to me and said, how, you know, how can I help? Whereas I've heard from everyone else in the, in the arena, I've heard from cleaners, I've heard from travelers, I've heard from neighbors, community members, but not property managers. 
So I think it's just gonna, it's gonna be a slow process, but even something as simple as putting in their check-in, check-out information, especially in Indian Rocks, where they have my URL with all the donation outlets right there, is just, if you wish to donate your food, here's the here's the URL to, to find out how, or to donate your toys, that easy. It's just a note in their checkout, you know, which I'm sure their checkout info is on a, a saved text anyway. So easy to do. So those are the kind of things I'm trying to, to uh, raise awareness about. Yeah, it, yeah. I got an, a text or an email from someone. I keep getting one from one person that I think that's enough, y'all. Thank you. Uh, and uh, and then the other one that I did get is um, they're saying, "Aren't the cleaners going to take the good stuff for themselves?" Well, I think we just addressed that in the sense that maybe they will, but what's the good stuff? We don't know what's what the they stuff, we don't know right. what they eat. Exactly. You know, they might even be allergic to something, and then they have to deal with it. You know, and then again, the, if you're in a car in Florida, right. Do they? I mean, come on. Right. You've got to be prepared for that. You know, you would have to, like you said earlier, you would have to have a cooler, uh, you know, that you could put those grapes in or whatever that you were, you know, going to be bringing or that unopened yogurt or that, you know, whatever that's going to be, if it gets warm, it's not going to be okay. Right. Uh, So, so it's, it, yeah, I get it. But in the long run, like, I don't think that that cleaner that you said that brought down five bags was keeping any of it. Right. Right. And I think... I think, I think that um, it's funny that you got that because, you know, I told you that this is like something that people always talk about. It, it's sort of like giving it to the cleaners is almost like the a tip, the analogy of giving money to a homeless person instead of the shelter. Like yeah. I'm I very much favor systematic approaches and solutions to things. Yes. And so if the cleaner is food insecure, there are pantries that the cleaner can go to. So, um, and I'm not saying if you know the cleaner personally, you know what they want and need, fine. But usually that's not the case. So I think what it becomes is a cop-out and it makes people feel good. Oh, I've left it for the cleaner. Like you said, a tip. It's a tip they don't want. Right. And it's also, like you said, burdening. It's kind of what we call greenwashing. You know, when people think they're doing something that's positive in the green world, uh, you know, but it's not. It just, it's a pretend thing. it's marketed as a bonus. Exactly. But it is not. So if you really want to help, leave her an actual physical tip of money. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) That would be great. So uh, I wanted to also ask you, uh, are there other communities that are already doing this uh, or how is that going? Yeah, so it's interesting. Um, there are these, these the, the coastal North Carolina community I mentioned has grown to a few other um, neighboring beach communities in North Carolina. They're, they're actually on my website um, in my news section if anybody wants to read about them. And also anyone can write to me, vacation donations at Gmail. Or, or go through my website and contact me. Which is your I'm website. Go ahead and people. say that too. Vacationdonations.org. Okay, Sorry. go ahead. Um, and so um, these coastal communities have a few of these now. However, they really rely, they're wonderful. I love them. They, they only do food. They don't, they're not interested in stuff. They're connected to churches. They have an army of volunteers. So in a way, what I do would be kind of, overarching what they do. So my, you know, my mission is to, to hopefully encourage more of this kind of activity. They, you know, they inspired me. I'm trying to, 
take their message and take my own message and inspire many other places. So, um, but that's the only one that exists that I, I did a lot of research. Now, Telluride has been doing some, through the EPA there, has been doing some waste management studies in the vacation rentals where they actually oh. went through the waste for, now they have, so they have more, they have summer and winter, they have ski vacations. Um, and so. And where was that are, that you said? I'm sorry. Telluride, Colorado. Oh, okay. I love Telluride. Yeah. And so um, I talked to them at length and they, they just completed phase two of the study. They were interrupted during COVID. And so they actually did an inventory of all the waste to see what kind of things were wasted. And now they're going to take the findings and, and decide what to do about it. Oh, that's great. Um, yeah. So, but there really is not a lot going on and that's what, that's what got me fired up to really want to go beyond my own community to try to just sort of make people think, oh, what can we do in our community? Yeah. Um, I, I also, one of the places I have an eye on is uh, Martha's Vineyard because it has a huge summer summer season and they have a lot of uh, rentals. And the only way to get on and off the island is by boat or plane. Oh. And so therefore, it's a lot easier to come yes. kind of people. It's right. just like the island that you were talking about. If they have somebody yeah. there, right. uh, it's like the trap. You know, right. they have to go through. Exactly. Let me check your ID and take you your groceries. Until you give us that's your- right. Give me your groceries. <laughs> that's funny. I think that's a great idea because it's already kind of a semi setup, right? Right. Right, exactly. And you know, and also, it's a little, you know, it's very liberal. And well, that's what I was going to say. I would think people that people there, they would like yeah. that. I think that they yeah. would be more green minded. Uh, yeah. And so they would, would feel think. like they were actually doing something yeah. for the world. So if anyone from the vineyard is listening, I yes. do have them on my list. I have a very long list, but okay. they're on my list. I love that. Yeah. Anything that's got an on off ramp <laughs> exactly. is your target. <laughs> exactly. And you know, I, I just wanna you're probably gonna ask me this, so I'm jumping I'm jumping. Well, ahead. go ahead, that's fine. There's a there's a lot of things that a community member can do. So let's say you're right. listening to this and you think Oh, you know, I live in a condo building or I have friends who live in a condo building. Let's put a you know, let's put a food bin there if you have vacation rentals. Or even a street, maybe it annoys the heck out of you that you now have vacation rentals on your street. And believe me, it is annoying for a lot of people, and I totally get that. Um, so maybe, you know, turn it into some sort of a positive where you're helping gather food there. Oh, you mean um, like in, in your neighborhoods yeah, where they're doing the little houses? Absolutely. Yeah, they like, just, uh, somebody just bought one at the end of my street, a little 100-year-old house, and they're going to make it the short-term rentals. What do they well, there call you go, that? Annie, you have a new project right. to add to your it, long list of projects. Right, that's okay. It's right down the street. I can walk down there. Uh, sure. So so how would you do that? Tell me about how that would go about, because that sounds well, interesting. It's a, you know, it's a little bit of work again, but, but usually once you have these things set up, then it's not mm-hmm. bad. So there's a woman on my street who, uh, I live on a street that's three blocks long and the first block closest to the beach is filled with vacation rentals. So one of my neighbors said that she, uh, is thinking about, I'm not sure if she's going to do it. She's going to contact every mm-hmm. owner and try to set up something where she gets the word out, where she has some sort of a bin in front of her yard. Oh. And people will know they can drop things. Oh, okay. So they can bring it. the same block. Yeah, they can bring it to her. Okay. Okay. Exactly. I like Um, that. There's a lot of ways to do it. You know, if you happen to be working at home or you're home a lot or you're retired, 
you could even arrange with the property manager or owner to to pick things up. Yes, I could yeah. do that. It's it's only four doors down. Yeah. So uh, I think that's a great idea. I hadn't even thought about that part, you know, that uh, if it's in your neighborhood, uh, you could, you know, find out who is the property manager and try to do something. Because, again, a a lot of people do want to do good. Uh And if they have the opportunity, they can. There's also, um, I should mention this, this is, I have a lot of information on my website and I have tips. I have tip sheets for every person in this equation. Um, One of the things on my website, if you don't already know about it, but you probably do, are the Buy Nothing Facebook group. Oh yeah, that's a great group. Yeah. So they, um, now the problem with those, if you're a traveler, is you can only be a member in one location. So, but if you're local, you can arrange, like let's say you, Annie, arrange pick up stuff, then you could get rid of that on, on your binary. Brilliant. So if I um, registered with that, then I could take yeah. those fishing poles or whatever yeah. and, yeah. Uh, you know, pool noodles and, and take over uh, to, <laughs> yeah. the, to the place. I love so that. One of my, um, so speaking of other, th- and also other communities have started their own Facebook groups, vacation communities, like Las okay. Vegas has several. But again, this is kind of random, whereas I really do like the systematic approach of the pantry and the condo buildings. Right. But whatever you can do is great. Yes. So it's, as far as items go, one of the things that I would like to see in Indian Rocks Beach, I do not know if this is even feasible, but I am going to talk to them well, about it. It's an idea, right? Right. Is to have like a caged in area near city hall because they have some land there where uh, everyone could take their umbrellas, tents, beach, not be, well, the big beach toys that don't fit in the little beat, the bins at the beach and coolers, those styrofoam coolers that people buy and throw Ugh. away. All of those things have a, ca- a chair's have a caged in area where people can take and uh, donate, take a, you know, take a thing, leave a thing. That's what I was Uh, thinking of earlier when you were talking about it. I was like, if there was a place that you could do that, take all those things that you were going to take out and throw in the garbage, except for the food. uh, And then people could just go over there and borrow it for the day. I just need a fishing pole today. You know, I don't need to go out and buy a fishing pole. Right. Uh, Right. But I love that. And then anybody that really needed the fishing pole permanently, they could just keep it. You know, yeah, so what? because when people people fly in and fly out so much here, and um, they just you know there's no way that they're going to keep these things. And I no. you know all these things that in our at our Publix, which is two miles from the Gulf, you can buy all these beach things. I see it all the time. People buying things, and so you know they're not taking those back, or you wouldn't be buying them at Publix. Right. You know, well, it's people who are flying in. They're going to Publix, getting their food, getting their beach supplies. And they're not going to be able to use it. Yeah, it's awkward to pack, right? Yeah, yeah. And some, you know, some rentals do provide these things, but a lot of them don't have the space or they, yeah, there's just a lot of excess. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I love that idea. I think that that's a a wonderful uh, thing to do with all of these um, short-term rentals that are in the neighborhoods. If they had a source that they could come over and just borrow something, instead of and then return it or not uh, since it's free if somebody had the storage area to be able to do that uh, that would that would reduce a huge amount of waste I love it there's also something called um, 
now I can't think of what it's called, but it's like a community refrigerator. It's on my um, tip sheet for travelers and residents. So, you know, if you really want to go the extra mile, you can have basically a refrigerator the community shares for um, perishable foods. There are different laws involved with that. Each community or state or county has its own laws. You know, um, there's also another thing I just thought of is, you know, how... Uh, the, well, I don't know if a lot of people have it, but over uh, off of Gandhi, there's an area that this um, kid who is in the Scouts built a box for homeless people, and he uh, it's constantly being refilled with food items. Oh, yes, I've seen those. And that That's would be a cool. wonderful thing to yes. be able to take these non-perishables yes. and put in those type of situations where uh-huh. they would be uh-huh. able to use uh, exactly. what's needed. I love that. I love that. That's a good thing to add. I just found out this morning, thanks to the the Gabber publication, did an article on me, and the reporter had put something in there that I did not know, which is that Pinellas County has a goal of zero waste or zero input in their landfill as of 2050. Oh. So I'm thinking that's a great thing for me to latch on to in Pinellas because this is exactly what this addresses is waste reduction. Well, and the other thing is, too, is that, you know, uh, the things that are perishable are certainly not going into uh, compost. You know what I mean? Like, if it could be divided in some way, Mm -hmm. uh, that things could be, a lot of this is all about division. And Mm -hmm. uh, and if Mm -hmm. if it can be divided in some way, then those things can be used in the proper channels. Because I know if our green waste that we throw out uh, was chipped up and put in a pile, we would have compost that would be free to the entire public, like they do Mm -hmm. over in Newport. Mm -hmm. Richie's been doing that for 30 years. Um, I've been working on that with the city. Well, I'm not working on it. I am badgering Mm -hmm. them is what I'm doing. (laughs) (laughs) That's fantastic. Well, you know, somebody needs to do it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So uh, hopefully, you know, that will click somehow. Uh, You know, you get tired of hearing it. Squeaky wheel, you know how that is, right? Yeah. I do. Squeaky so, wheel. Annie, you mentioned your, you know, an Airbnb vacation rental going up near you. Right, Is right down the street. What, um, what neighborhood do you live in? If that's oh, I live uh, in. Well, I I call it fancy town. I live uh, in very close to Bayshore Boulevard in Tampa, Florida, okay. uh, and, and very close to all, everything. You know, do it's, they allow? I guess they do allow short term rental. Well, There's this no- is a new thing uh, in our neighborhood. Uh, we, I didn't know that that was going to happen. Uh, we were pretty surprised about it. It was a bidding war for the place too, which was kind of amazing. How much money they spent? But I mean, anyone can do a short term rental, right? And so now what they're doing, and I don't know how they manage it. If somebody just buys it outright, it just becomes a company that runs it as short term rentals. I don't know because you could rent it's really no different a house. I'm just. Yeah. I'm just wondering, I'm just thinking if there happens to be a lot of them in Bayshore, or let's say you're in Seminole Heights, um, I know there's a lot of them. Yeah, there's a lot Seminole more Seminole Heights. Heights. Uh, but let's say a lot of people don't do it here. in Seminole Heights, someone puts together a one-pager, yes. and then I make a URL, you know, vacationdonations.org slash Seminole Heights, and then every vacation rental in Seminole Heights leads people to this 
URL that has all the local donation. I think that's a great idea. Seminole Heights is a really active community as well. So, uh, you know, they have a web page uh, for Seminole Heights, and I would uh, totally... Yeah, and they could put it on there, too. Yes, I would totally advise doing that, and then they could get the word out and do that uh, throughout the community. I think that would be fantastic. Again, that's a greener... And it's a nice place, you know, and it's a greener thinking community as well. Yeah, exactly. So, we're running out of time. We are getting there. Um, so in your wildest dreams, what would you like to see happen with vacation donations? In my wildest dreams, yep. I would like to see vacation um, travel reuse become one of the must-haves when you're thinking about booking a trip. Yes. So you're thinking about um, do they have Wi-Fi? <laughs> do they have a, a donation plan? I just want it to be something that is just a given as part of every um, vacation rental situation. Yes. All over the world. I agree with you a thousand percent. It would be, uh, this is a feel good thing for you to be able to do. And it's just a click the box, check the Mm -hmm. box. This is what we do. Mm -hmm. I agree Mm -hmm. a thousand, thousand percent. I'm so glad you came on. I'm so glad you wrote in. Thank you for having me. It was wonderful. It really was good. Uh, I hope you had a little fun with it. I did. And, I, you know, again, (laughs) people can anytime get in touch with me. Yes, go ahead. Go ahead and say that out easily and slowly. Vacationdonations at gmail.com. My name is Diane Daniel. And also through my website, vacationdonations.org. Thank you so much. You are a wonderful guest, as I knew you would be. Thank you, Annie. It's my I hope pleasure. we meet in real life. Someday. I do too. I was so Love bummed that. that you didn't, you weren't able to make it here. But we'll do that. We'll make it a point of. I'll sit Think in of all the, the gas I saved. Uh, that's right. That's the truth. <laughs> I'll sit in the lobby with you one day, and we'll get all the the foodstuffs, and, and you'll try it again. I would love that. Okay. Oh, you can wear my sandwich board on Gulf Boulevard. Too. Okay. I'll do something it. Like that. I'll do it. Okay. I'll Your spin game. something for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Have a great day. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Uh-huh. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure. So uh, we have, uh, if you enjoyed this show, y'all, and our weekly content, please go to WMNF.org, donating through the tip jar and directing your donation to the Sustainable Living Show. And please stay tuned uh, for the next hour and you'll hear WMNF's Tampa's Monday Music with Flea. He's over there right now setting up. And uh, if you want to hear more public interest programming, you can switch over to WMNF's HD3 channel, The Source, and listen to today's Tom Hartman show live. Uh, make sure you tune in uh, next Monday morning at 11 for the next Sustainable Living Show, and we'll be talking with Oscar Nurse of Nurses Tree Service about being an arborist and all about good tree care, not just tree care Uh, What we see, we see tree care and we think that that's good when everybody's stripping all the leaves off of the trees. We think, oh, that's the best way, but it is actually the worst thing to do. So we're going to be talking about that. Uh, And also, y'all, please just uh, call in anytime, y'all. We didn't get a single phone call today, uh, but I hope you got that information that we were putting out there. And uh, you're listening to WMNF Tampa 88.5. And uh, we will... um, Uh, Hopefully, hear you next week. Uh, I'll be here. Kenny will still be in Japan, but um, 
you know, it's a fun day and it's going to be a fun day then. Oh, we're going to also, I'm going to meet Sid outside in a minute and we're going to be putting down pine straw mulch that we have uh, weeded and cleaned up our Florida-friendly landscape that we have all around uh, our studio here. And so we're trying to keep it nice and keeping it Florida-friendly and less water uh, that we use, the better. So the more mulch we use, the better too. Um, that's about it. I, uh, I hope that uh, I hear from you next week and you guys have a wonderful, wonderful day. Uh, keep hydrated and uh, stay uh, out of the sun as much as you can. Bye. Your news, your views, your values. This is WMNF Tampa 88.5 FM. Hi, this is Miss Julie. Our week-long summer membership drive begins at 9 a.m. on Wednesday, June 7th and goes through Wednesday, June 14th. We are seeking volunteers to help take pledge calls and food donors to help feed those hungry and grateful volunteers. Restaurants, caterers, or chefs can find out more about donating drinks, snacks, or full meals by calling me at 813-238-8001 or email M-I-S-S-J-U-L-I-E at WMNF.org. I can also help get you registered for the fun drive. Looking forward to it. Thanks. Hi, I'm Sean, and I hope you tune into my interview show called Tuesday Cafe every Tuesday morning at 10 on 88.5 WMNF. I interview environmentalists, politicians, social justice activists, academics, and other experts about topics that impact you right here in the Tampa Bay area. I focus on issues that are important locally and across the whole state of Florida. The show is called Tuesday Cafe with Sean Canan. It's every Tuesday morning at 10 on 88.5 FM, WMNF Tampa, and on WMNF.org. Here comes the sun. Here comes the sun. I say it's all right.